0: Man, it it is crazy how fast that Christmas is coming upon us. I uh, it's hard to, I, writing out checks and putting the dates down. It's uh, we're almost in 2023. You realize that, right? <sighs> Most of us can look back and remember, and the kids are going to wonder what we're talking about. But Y two K. They have no clue the fear. They had no clue all of the the thoughts that were going on back then. But um, we're in the year twenty. It's almost a quarter of a century past that. Almost, not quite, but it won't be long. But uh, time time is flying. Take your Bibles and turn to Second Kings, Second Kings chapter seven. We're going to be looking. Um, at four men this afternoon. Uh, this is not a Christmas message. I'm doing a Christmas series, but if I start using the Christmas series for the uh, afternoon services, we're not going to have enough to make it through the, through the winters or through the December. So, uh, But it's that last song we sang it said, go tell it on the mountain. Picked it, because when you got a message to tell, it's important to tell it. It doesn't do any good to keep it to yourself. Uh, the, the song we sang is about the shepherds, spreading the message of uh, uh, a savior that was born. Uh, they got to, to they got to, to to hear the message directly from the the angelic voices as they shared that Christ, uh, the savior, was born, and and they got to witness uh, the, the 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 Christ child born, wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. But uh, I love what the passage says that they do next. They didn't just go back to the fields. They didn't just ignore it. They didn't even stay there and worship. They went and they told everybody that would listen about the, the message that was, that, that was told to them and what they found. And, and The truth is, we do not well if we do not tell. That is the title of the message this afternoon. We do not well if we do not tell. 2 Kings chapter 7 verse 9 said this says this Then said they one to another We do not well This day is a day of good tidings and we hold our peace If we tarry till the morning light some mischief will come upon us Now therefore come that we may go and tell the king's household Let's pray Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you for the opportunity that we have to 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 come to worship you again, Lord. What a blessing it is to, to, to honor and glorify your name. Father, you are worthy of our praise. Lord, what a blessing it is to, to be able to look into your, your word and and see the truths that you have for us. And and God, there there are many, and, and many times we we can be overwhelmed. But Father, I thank you for it. I pray that your spirit opens our eyes. I pray that you help us to to look into the, this this account in the Old Testament, take the principles that we see here and apply them to our lives today. I pray that we do this in accordance with your will, and, and Lord, we honor you in all that we do. Give me the words to say. Help me to say say only what you'd have me to say. And God, I pray that you'd help us to live what your word would, 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 would uh, have us do. We ask this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. It's interesting... This account here, 2 Kings chapter 7, uh, to, to, to set things up, we really need to go back to the previous chapter. Uh, they have found themselves in a difficult situation. Uh, the conditions of the land, uh, if you look back into the previous chapter, verse 25, it uh, Actually, we'll start reading verse 24, but we're going to begin to see the, uh, what has happened and why there's such a problem or, or what's going on in the previous chapter. So in verse 24, it says, And it came to pass after this that ben king of Syria, uh, gathered all his hosts and went up and besieged Samaria. Now, uh, for those of you, for for some of our young folks that may not know what it means to be besieged, it means uh, they surrounded the city on the outside. Uh, uh, they they are not letting anybody go in, or and they're not letting anybody come out. Uh, they're stopping all all traffic of food, uh, of water, of whatever that's needed on the inside of the city. Uh, they're they're not letting it through. In fact, they're they're keeping everything on the outside, so that the people inside the city get hungry and thirsty and tired, and weak, and eventually give up. It's, it's a way to fight a battle back in those days without actually having to fight a battle. Uh, uh, it's, uh, you, the, the aggressors don't lose any men because they're not actually fighting. They're just, well, when people get hungry enough, they, they do what they need to do. So here, uh, the, the king of Assyria, Benadad, has is, is, is besieged, uh, besieged Samaria. And verse 25 says, And there was a great famine in Samaria. And behold, they besieged it, until an ass's head was sold for fourscore pieces of silver, and the fourth part of a cab of doves' dung for five pieces of silver. Notice the destruction uh, that's that's going on here. They've besieged the city. They've uh, there's a famine going on. Uh, uh, today it's not so big of a deal, right? We we just drive down the road to the Hannaford, or to Walmart, and, and you don't even have to go inside anymore. You can just get on your 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 we get on our iPads or our phones or our computers and and, and uh, do the pickup thing. Or you can Uber Eats it to your house, DoorDash. You don't have to do anything. Uh, they just bring it to you. Well, this was before all that, right? Uh, the, the, the fields where the harvest was was outside of the city, with outside of the city walls. Uh, the people that came and brought stuff in, had to come through the gates of the city. The marketplace was inside. So uh, they're, they're in a time of famine. There isn't any rain. So uh, there is no growth. They can't grow anything on the inside. And, and the, the stuff that was on the outside, if there is anything, well, it's not producing a whole lot because there's no water. It's a time of famine. It's a time of drought. So so uh, uh, they don't have any food on the outside, and there's nobody bringing food on the inside. And the city's been besieged. So it's a, it's a difficult time. What would it be like if... Suddenly, the truck stopped running. Have you ever thought about that? You go into Walmart, you go into and, and any of the stores, and there's stuff all over the place. But that's because trucks deliver it. What happens when that stops? It would get pretty desperate. Now, out here in, the, in 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 Maine, and we're we're in Augusta, which isn't a it's a city, but it's not a big city. It, it, it would still be bad. Go into New York City or a place like that, and and where where it's millions of people, and when the food runs out, and as the food runs out, it gets very violent. People get very desperate, and and so so this was a difficult time. In fact, we're going to read and look at some of the things that are going on in the city that's just terrible. It says, uh, notice that we saw the destruction. Notice the, the diet that they had. Verse twenty five said, an ass's head was sold for uh, was sold for four score pieces of silver. They were taking the head of a donkey and they were boiling it, and the meat off of the head and the brains, the things that could be consumed, were were being sold for four score. That's 80 pieces of silver. Judas sold Jesus out for 30. We're we're talking a lot of money. They were hungry. How many of you would even eat part of a donkey, let alone the brains off its head, the brains out of its head? Because you're not that hungry. You've never been that hungry. Here in the United States, we don't get that hungry because we have the food. And I don't—I'm not opposed to food. I like food. Not only was a, a donkey's head sold for that much, but it says a cab of calves' dung. <laughs> I don't know exactly what a cab was, but it's a—it's a measure of doves' dung. You know the stuff that they find on your—you find on your car when you go to leave and you have to scrub it off. They were selling that to eat for five pieces of silver. I'm sorry, but I wouldn't give you a plug nickel for it. But then, I'm not that hungry. They got to the point where they were starving and would eat anything. The history tells us that when people were in desperate situations do some desperate things. Uh, uh, There's a movie that was made, but it's based off of a true story, Alive see, similar things happen in this very passage of Scripture. I've heard, I've heard reports of, uh, and read records of people that would take their shoes and they'd cut up their shoes and boil the leather and eat the leather because they just needed to put something in their stomach. It was a destructive time. It was a terrible diet. Notice how destitute uh, they were. Look at verses 20, uh, 26 and 27. And as the king of Israel was passing by upon the wall, there cried a woman unto him, saying, Help, my lord, O king! And he said, if the Lord do not help thee, when shall I help thee? Out of the barn floor or out of the wine press? They're, they're crying out to the king. Uh, you understand, the king is the wealthiest person there. He didn't have anything to help anybody with. They, they were uh, they were destitute. They were begging for something. And the king says, what am I going to do? What, what what do I have to give you? I'm sure at that po- by that point in time, the, the barn floors were empty. The, the wine presses, were, there was nothing left. To be had he said if god doesn't help us there's not going to be any help notice the depravity verse 28 and 29 and the king said unto her what aileth thee and she answered this woman said unto me give thy son that we may eat him today and we will eat my son tomorrow so we boiled my son and did eat him and i said unto her on the next day give thy son that we may eat him and she hath hit her son I can't imagine what must have been going through their heads I, I I'm assuming that their son their their children were su- suffering so much that they thought it might be easier on them if they killed them I don't know but think of the of the depravity the the, the, the what uh, the mindset that they must have had to be willing to kill and eat their own children. Desperate times lead to very desperate measures. Verse 30, we see the despair. And it came to pass when the king heard the words of the woman that he rent his clothes and he passed by upon the wall and the people looked and behold, he had sackcloth within upon his flesh. The king was so upset at hearing what was going on, he tore his clothes. Now that was a, a, was a, a, a... that was the custom in those days when, when you were burdened, when you were grieving over something, that, that, that uh, they would tear their clothes. It was a sign of their weeping. But, but underneath those clothes, he already had on sackcloth and ashes. Uh, the sackcloth and ashes was, an, was, was another symbol uh, of, of the grief and a, another symbol of, of the, 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 the weeping and the praying. They, they were desperate. They, they, they had no hope. Notice lastly the doubts, and we see this in the next chapter, chapter seven, verse two. Start verse one. Then Elisha said, "Hear ye the word of the Lord." God is speaking through Elisha. Bible says, "Holy men of God uh, spoke as they were moved by the Holy Ghost," and this was God speaking through Elijah. Here says, "Thus saith the Lord: Tomorrow about this time shall a measure of fine flour be sold for a shekel, and two measures of barley for a shekel in the gate of Samaria." Then a lord, of, on whose hand the king leaned, answered the man of God and said, "Behold, the Lord would make windows in heaven. Might this thing be?" And he said, "Behold, thou shalt see it with thine eyes, but thou shalt not eat thereof." Elisha is speaking a, a word of the Lord, and, and and he says and he speaks about how plentiful and how b- b- bountiful and how cheap. Food's going to be the very next day. It's a it's a word of hope. There there's hope to be had that the man of God is now saying, "Listen, tomorrow there's going to be food, and plenty of it." You're paying eighty pieces of silver for for a a, a, a donkey's head today, but tomorrow there's going to be so much food you're, you're you're not going to be willing to pay anything. But the doubt we see is in verse two. Uh, a man who the king leaned upon, a counselor, if you would, uh, answered uh, the man of God and, sa- and in doubt said, Behold, if the Lord would make windows in heaven, might this thing be? He said, Listen, the only way that's going to happen is, is, is if God opens up windows of heaven and pours it out to us. He was putting limits on what God can do. Uh, he, he, the, he, was, uh, he was looking at what was reasonable. He looks out at the city and, and he sees the, the army outside the city. Uh, there, there's no food that's coming in he's looking at the the dry ground and the lack of produce uh, that uh, he's looking at the people that are scrounging through the through the trash and and, and, and eating things that no man would he's looking at that and saying, this isn't going to happen unless God does something like this and this brings us to where the four, where, where we find the four lepers Now. Elijah had told that man, the the man who the king leaned upon, the counselor of the king, said, listen, because you doubted this, you're going to see it, but you're not going to get to partake in it. Remember that. Verse 3, we see the four lepers. First of all, notice their inevitable death. Verse 3 says, and there were four leprous men at the entering." at the entering in of the gate. And they said one to another, Why sit we here until we die? Now, well, leprosy, and I meant, we talked a little bit about this this morning. Leprosy is a is a very brutal disease. Uh, its uh, We know more about it now than they knew back then. Uh, they, in those days, uh, if you had leprosy, uh, they were... Very afraid of you. You weren't allowed to come near anybody because uh, because uh, they thought it could be passed very easily. Uh, uh, there was a, it was brought about a rotting of the flesh. Uh, we know more about it now. It becomes that there's a deadening of the nerves, so you don't feel things. And people, when uh, when you don't feel something, you're you don't know if you get injured, and it causes a lot of infections, which causes uh, which causes uh, well flesh to de- rot. Um, it's like when you go to the dentist and they do. They do dental work on you, and they tell you, "Hey, listen, don't don't eat anything for a little while." It's not that you can't swallow; it's that you won't know if you bit your tongue, and you won't know what kind of damage that you do, and so that, th- those things would happen. So uh, people's fingers would get infected because they didn't understand that they were that they were doing things, and and eventually it would begin to get infected and rot, and they would their fingers would fall off. They're, they would sit there and rub their noses. You ever seen somebody do this? Rub their nose. Well, that, that when the tissue gets dead, it begins to fall off and people's noses and ears would fall off the faces of their appendages. It was a terrible disease. Still is. There are places now that, that where people still have it. They, they, they put them on le- uh, leprosy colonies. So here are four men who have been chased outside of the city. They're not, uh, They're not according to the law, allowed to be in the city with everybody else. So everybody in the city is starving to death. And by the way, so are these guys. They've got nothing. Nobody's. Uh, they always relied upon whatever little they could scrounge up and whatever people were, would give them out of pity. Well, if people don't have anything to give them, guess what? They're just as hungry as everybody else. Uh, and so, so here they are. They've got leprosy. Their uh, their their bodies are riddled with this disease, and if nothing else, they're going to die from leprosy. But if they don't die from leprosy, guess what? They're not eating either. So they could die from starvation. So here they are. They're destitute. They're starving to death. Their bodies are 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 are, are falling uh, apart and rotting uh, right off of them, and and. They're sitting on the side of the city, and they look at each other. It says, "Why do we? Why are we sitting here?" It's kind of stupid, because if we we we'll read verse three and four, it says, "If we sit here, we're going to die because we don't have any food." Now, if they go back in the city, in fact, since we we said in verse four, if we say we will enter into the city, then the famine is in the city, and we shall die there. And if we sit still here, we die also. Now, therefore, come and let us fall onto under the hosts of the Syrians. If they save us alive, we shall live, and if they kill us, we shall but die. They say we don't have a choice here. If we if we sit here, we're going to die. If we go into the city, guess what? We're going to die. And if we go out to the Assyrians and look for maybe some mercy, maybe they'll save us alive. We might live, and if they don't, if they kill us, guess what? We die. Really optimistic. <laughs> they, they didn't have a whole lot of choice. Uh, they, they understood there was an, an inevitable death. That if they didn't do something, if something didn't change, that they were going to die, going to die. Guess what? The truth is, and we all understand this. We're all going to die. It happens. It's part of life. Somewhere, somehow, someday, we don't know when, we are going to take our last breath. We have this in common with them. But notice their incredible discovery. We see it in verse 8. We're skipping down a little bit. And something happens in between here. But notice in verse 8 what happens. And when these lepers came to the uttermost part of the camp, they went into one tent and did eat and drink. What happened here? Wait a second. How'd they get food? Remember what Elisha said? That tomorrow there's going to be food. God sent, God sent. Well, let's just read it. Verse, verse five. And they rose up in twilight to go into the camp in the, of the Assyrians. And when they were come to the uttermost part of the camp of the Assyria, behold, there was no man there, for the Lord had made the hosts of Assyrians to hear a noise of chariots and the noise of horses, even the noise of a great host. And they said one to another, Lo, the king of Israel hath hired against us the kings of the Hittites and the kings of the Egyptians to come upon us. Wherefore, they arose and fled in the night and left their tents and their horses and their asses, even the camp as it was, and they fled for their for the, for the life. What happened? God made them hear an army that wasn't there. And they ran. And they left everything behind. Their food, their gold, their silver, their weapons or everything they got up and they left their their horses and their ch- they left everything and ran for the life. So here come these four lepers. They don't know what's going on. They're they're just going to the camp to see maybe we're going to live or maybe we're going to die. And they get there and they find an empty tent. And they go in and there's food. Now remember, they're starving. And what does a starving man do when he sees food? He starts to eat. Right? They began to fill their mouths. They began to fill their bellies. They, uh, they, they, they found more food than they have ever seen in their life. Uh, look, they didn't deserve it. They didn't do anything to earn it. Uh, uh, they were just enjoying what, what they had been blessed with as they got there. And man, they're stuffing their faces and they're collecting their clothes and they're, they're putting as much money in their pockets as they can. They were excited. Now, God had done this, did He not? We saw that in verse 6. What they had received was, was not, against something that they would earned, but it was a, a blessing of God. It was a work of God. And the truth is, all that we have, and I'm not, not talking about financial or physical, but spiritually, the life that we have, although everything else is of God too. What else is every good gift and every perfect gift comes from above? So uh, the, the the spiritual life that we have, if you are saved here today, guess what? It isn't something that you did to earn it. There was uh, there was no work that you did to, to to gain it. God gave you eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Free gift, nothing done for it. But, uh, but it's a gift of God. Honestly, I think it's more than we've ever. It, it's worth more than we can even imagine here on this earth. Bible says in Ephesians chapter 2 that that we're not going to see the full riches of his of his grace until we get to heaven. What well, a day that will be. They thought, they made an incredible discovery. They were beginning to enjoy that discovery. Verse verse 8 says says this. Uh, and when the lepers came to the uttermost part of the camp, they went into one tent to eat and drink, and carried thence silver and gold and raiment, and went and went and hid it. And came again and entered into another tent and carried thence also, and went and hid it. Here uh, they they they've got as much stuff as they they could carry, and they said, "Listen, let's find a place to hide this." And they went and they found a place, and they they hid it, and then they went and they did it again. And they were they they were just enjoying the, the the fruits. They were enjoying the 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 the, 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 the blessings uh, that they had. They were they were they were distracted uh, from all the else. Listen, they've got leprosy, right? They forgot about that. They forgot that there was a city of people that were still hungry. That were still suffering. They're still eating their children. They were distracted. It's irrational, though. While men were dying, women were dying, children were dying, parents were eating their their own children, all they were concerned about was filling their pockets and filling their stomachs, gathering as much as they could for themselves. They themselves were physically dying. Everyone around them was dying. But all they could think about was the material wealth, the greed, and the satisfaction—the the satisfaction of their flesh, the things that they wanted. But suddenly, a thought grabbed hold of them. We see it in verse nine. Then said they, then they said one to another, "We do not well this day. This day is a good—a day of good tidings, and we hold our peace." If we tarry till the morning light, some mischief will come upon us. Now, therefore, come, that we may go and tell the king's household. There are several powerful statements that they make in this verse. Uh, uh, First of all, they say, we do not well. We do not well. Now, there was nothing specifically necessarily wrong with eating. but The fact that they were doing what they were doing and forgetting about the need that there, was, that there was there in the city behind them was a problem. There was nothing wrong with gathering clothes or money. There's nothing wrong with that. But what was wrong was the inconsideration of those around them. How many Christians are thankful they're saved? I would hope all of them. All of us. How many of us forget where we came from? How many how many of us forget the needs of those around us? Spiritual needs. We get so caught up in our in our daily lives, and we're busy, right? Places to go, people to see, things to do. We've got some people have checklists, and they they've got things. And I'm not saying we can't do those things. There's nothing wrong with those things. There's nothing wrong with going to job or going to a job and working. There's nothing wrong with uh, mothers have to take care of the children. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with those things. Uh, what what's wrong is the attitude and and the ignorance that there's a. Just like we needed to be saved, there are others that need to be saved. Just like we were going to die, but now we're not because of Christ. There are billions of there are there are almost eight billion people in this world today, and the vast majority are on their way to hell. That's a reality. See, while these guys had had the bounty in their hands and the food in their belly and the clothes, and they they were hoarding it and there was still a reality of people that were starving to death. And it isn't fun to think about, but the truth is, it was still going on. And that's why they said, hey, listen, we do not well. (laughs) Because if we tarry all night, if we continue in this, some mischief is going to take place. Notice the second thing they said in this. this. This day is a day of good tidings. And we hold our peace. They knew the, the news that they had, the, 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 the what they had found, the, the food, the, the, the clothing, the, the riches. They knew that, well, it was something to be shared. We just say, go tell it on the mountain, over the hills, and everywhere right? The shepherds. They, they, they were there keeping the sheep. They, they heard the good news from the angels and, and they found the, the Christ child born in a manger, just like the angels said, wrapped in swaddling clothes and they went home and didn't tell anybody about it. That's not how the account goes. They went and told everybody they would listen. John 4.35 says, Say not ye, there are yet four months, and then come at the harvest. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields, for they are right already to harvest. There's a harvest of souls that, that need the Lord Jesus Christ. They need to hear the gospel. And if you're saved, you're like that, that, that one of those lepers who, who you're, you're, your hands are full of, of food or, or, or clothes. You're, you're, you're wearing, you put on some, some new clothes and you're, 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 you're just enjoying it yourself. But if you're not telling others about it, there's a problem. And we can play it off like it's not a big deal, and we can. yeah, somebody needs to tell the pe- world about the the gospel. But if we if we don't, we do not well. We'd be like somebody who sol- solved the 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 problem of cancer. Come up with coming we've come up with the the cure for cancer, and we make sure we take it, but we don't give it to anybody else. They said, if we tarry, some mischief will befall us. The truth is, if we don't tell others, I don't know what mischief will befall us, but the Bible says we're to occupy till he comes. We were told to go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature, to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. It's It's not the great suggestion It's the great commission. A commission is a a job that's been given to us to to, to go and tell others. They had the solution to the problem. They had the answer to the needs of the entire city. And they were keeping it to themselves. Look at verse 9 again. Then said they one to another, We do not well, this day is a day of good tidings, and we hold our peace. If we tarry till the morning light, some mischief will come upon us. Now, therefore, come, that we may go and tell the king's household. These realizations that they had, that their neglect of sharing the good news, that there was still a population that was dying, brought them to the idea that, hey, listen, we need to change what we're doing. Let us now, therefore, come, that we may go and tell the king's household. So, verse 10, they came and called unto the porter of the city. And they told them, saying, We came to the camp of the Syrians, and behold, there was no man there, neither the voice of man, but horses tied and asses tied in the tents as they were. They realized it wasn't a job for one of them. I mean, they could have done that, right? They could have looked at the, the, the the fittest one, and said, hey, listen, uh, you can run faster than the rest of us. You go, and we're just going to stay here. We're, we're going to eat some more and make sure we have enough strength. No? That's not what they did. They didn't say, you know what, we'll, we'll send half of us. It was a job for all of them. They didn't even promise to hire somebody. They could have went back and got one person to to come out with them and, and just paid that person to go in. No. It's not the job of our missionaries to go out in our place. It's the job of our missionaries to go where God's called them to go. And we're called to support our missionaries. Praise the Lord. I thank, I thank the Lord that we can't take a part in that. Because you and I aren't going to go to India and preach the gospel. And we're not going to. Maybe we will. Who knows what God, what God can do. Uh, but but uh, you're not in India. And there are people today that need somebody to preach the gospel. Amen. So, or, but, so we're not going to do that. But guess where? They're not. They're not here. They don't live in Gardner or Randolph. They don't live in Sydney. They don't live in Chelsea. And they don't live in and Reedfield or Winthrop or Vassalboro. Or that's where we live. See, each one of us has has connections that the rest of us don't have. But we all have one thing in common. Two things in common. We ha- we all have the commission to go. And we all know folks that need the gospel of Jesus Christ. And maybe it's somebody that you work with. Maybe it's somebody that you're related to. Maybe it's somebody that just lives next door. They need to hear the gospel. You say, but, you know, I, I that's just not, I have a hard time. You don't understand. It's uncomfortable to, to approach somebody and to try to share the gospel with them. It is. I'm not saying you got to walk up to them and say, hey, did you know you're going to hell? Probably not a good approach. <laughs> Maybe tell them about the Lord Jesus Christ and what he did for you. Maybe invite him to church. Maybe share, some, share the love of God with them first. Build a relationship with them first. But if we don't do it, who will. Nobody. They'll die in their sin and they'll go to hell. The result of all this is they came and they called to the porter. Verse 10, they told them, And then verse 11 says, and he called the porter, and they told him the king's house. In verse 12 and 13, we find that they opened the gates, and everybody went out. Everybody but one. Remember that man that doubted the word of God? The man who said, listen, that's not going to happen. Unless God does this, opens up some window in heaven and That'll never happen. Elijah had told him, you'll see it, but you'll never take part of it. That day, that man stood in the gates and looked out and he saw the empty camp. And when they opened the gates, he was trampled by the crush of the people that were starving to death. And he died under their feet. Don't doubt what God can do. Listen. Uh, uh, you, you're you not uh, uh, none of us are what somebody else needs what they need is the gospel you and I cannot do it alone we're not able to but through the power of the word of God and the spirit of God through prayer guess what we can bring out what the world needs whether it's our family members our co-workers whatever, we can do it we, uh, it doesn't matter how afraid you are it doesn't. Because it, it, God can give you the words to say and the ability to say it. And we can sit back and say, well, when God gives it to me, then I'll go do it. If that's what you're waiting for, you're never going to do it. When God gives me the strength to be able to, no. God will give you the strength when you do it. how it works. That Peter said, I'll get out of the boat, God, when you give me the strength to do that. What did he say? You bid me to come out there. And what did Jesus say? Come. He didn't say, are you sure, Lord? Because, uh, I don't know, you show me that I can do it, and then I'll do it. That's what he said. He said, come. And Peter Stepped out of the boat. Jesus has already said, go. Get out of the boat. Trust the Lord. Yes, bathe in a prayer, absolutely. We need the Spirit of God. But unless we go, we do not well. We're like those four lepers, rejoicing and partaking of the bounty that God has given to us in our spiritual lives with a world that's lost and dying in the city behind us, but never sharing. And just like they said, if we tarry, some mischief will befall us. The truth is, listen, uh, we've gotten away with it for so long. waiting for somebody else to do it. So, well, God hasn't gotten us yet. God hasn't punished us yet. I'm, I'm not saying God's going to punish us. I'm saying that we're going to answer for it someday. God got use us. I saw a video of a couple um, this week, I think it was, I think Ezra was watching it with me. I off of temporary uh, comfort, um, but it was based on these this couple that they got gotten saved um, a couple years ago. Their marriage was kind of falling apart. They started going to church and they came to Christ. And in that, through their testimony, their their his parents got saved. And they wanted to be able to to tell others about the Lord. They wanted to, but they. They were afraid, so they, they went to this, what's called, what, uh, it's through Living Waters, through the company that Ray Comfort, Comfort runs, but it's called, uh, uh, or he's a part of, but it's called uh, the Ambassador Academy, I think is what it's called, and uh, they, they instruct them, they teach them on how to share the gospel, and it, the, the half the video was of them on the streets in California preaching the gospel. say, well that's them and that that's what they should do and I'm not sure not sure I'm not so sure that's not what we all should be willing to do but there was an inter- they interviewed the the, the the husband and he had done it once they didn't show the first part he, apparently he had said things didn't go well the first time and uh, he wanted to do it again and they they, they played they they recorded the second part and he got up there and he was preaching but he they asked him. They interviewed him afterward, and they said, "Why did you do it again?" And he, they uh, said, "You seem to be much more comfortable." He goes, "I was terrified." He said, "He said, What do you mean?' He goes, I was terrified. I, I was afraid because he'd got there was a verb or verbal uh, somebody had swore at him and cussed at him and 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 took off the first time because I was afraid that was going to happen again, but but all I could think of is." Christ died for me, so I don't have to go to hell. And he died for them too, but they don't know it. And he goes, and God gave me the words to speak. He goes, verses were coming to my mind. It was, why do we think God wouldn't do that for us? Why do we think that God wouldn't give us the strength? Why why do we think that God wouldn't give us the ability? Why do we think that God would not work in a certain situation? We, we, we say that we want people to get saved, and we say that we want God to do a work, uh, and they want people to hear the gospel, but we expect somebody else to do the work, and somebody else to plant the seed, and somebody else to, to water the seed, and somebody else to, 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 to feel the uncomfortable part, and we can just rejoice with somebody else, when somebody gets saved, but guess what? When you do that, you never actually get to, to be a part of, or receive a part of, the, 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 uh, the, the joy of what takes place. He that goeth forth bearing precious seed, right, shall doubtless come again. We're to go forth, we're to bear the precious seed, we're to do it so weeping. But the word tells us that we shall doubtless come again, bringing our sheaves with us. Not about you, but I don't want to get to heaven with an empty sheaf. Say, well, Lord, you don't understand, Lord, I. I just wasn't comfortable. Didn't feel right. Whatever, what are our excuses going to be? And nothing will be justified. And we can justify it in our minds now, but nothing that we stand before the Lord is going to make any sense. Instead, there'll be shame there'll be tears. So the Bible says there aren't any tears in heaven. No, it's not actually what it says. It says he'll wipe away our tears. We do not well. Just like the those four lepers, and just like the shepherds we sang about, this week let's go let's pray about who God might have us to share the gospel with and let's not just pray about it this is this is one of the the maladies of the of 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 the american christian when you say well, we should do this well let's just pray about it and we pray and we pray and we pray until we forget about it pray But then let's do it. Write a letter. Somebody that you love. Send them a Christmas card and tell them that you love them and that God loves them. and Give them the gospel. Make some cookies and go to your neighbor's house and say, I'd like to invite you to our candlelight service at church next Sunday. God loves you. I love you. But find some way. To share the gospel with someone that needs it. because the truth is the need is there. And we do not well if we do not share. Let's pray, Father God, I thank you for this day. I thank you for your word. Lord, I thank you for the the word that convicts us. Lord, I thank you for the word that encourages and strengthens us. Lord, I'm thankful that, that you are able. Just like you are able to provide for the the people of that city, God, you have already provided in through Christ for the people of this world, God, I pray that You'd help us to take what You've given to us and share the gospel with the world. I pray that uh, there would be a uh, that there would be a burden on our hearts, Lord, uh, a whatever it takes to drive us, Lord, to see the need and to 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 share the truth in love. And God, I pray that we would do so uh, under Your leadership and guidance through the moving of the Holy Spirit. God, that we might bring honor and glory to your name, that we might see souls saved. We ask, God, that you would bless this church, bless this body, watch over us this week, lead us and guide us, help us, Lord. That we might be the the light that you call us to be. We ask this in Jesus' precious name. Amen.